Hello and welcome to Inspired, your grown-up girl talk. I'm Stacy Fleece here with my co-host, as always, Samantha Tradelius, who always inspires me. Hi, girl. God, I love that you're now referring to me as your co-host. I, I also like like life partner or just partner in all things because that's yeah. kind of where we're at, you and me. I know. It's true. It is true. Today, um, we're getting we're getting like hidden really close to home for me. P.S. Um, I just actually the the timing of this is interesting to me because I just actually had a conversation this morning with my nutritionist who I've been working with, as you know, and um, burst into tears over things. So uh, over the realization of some things and some anyway, we will get into that. But um, today we are talking health, but this is not. Um, this is not your typical health conversation. We have with us Becca Brown, who's not your typical health coach and not your typical personal trainer. This is all about women and women's health and our fucked up bodies and our <laughs> fucked up, uh, you know, metabolism and our fucked up hormones. And the fact that, um, Becca, first of all, the fact that you are doing this work and acknowledging and making us all feel seen and heard and validated. I'm just going to start off right there. Like I said, after my conversation this morning, like people don't even realize what a big deal that is. So Mm -hmm. first of all, thank you for being here. And thank you for, I'm going to thank you before we even start talking for the work (laughs) you're doing. Well, thanks, Stacey. That was quite the intro. I loved it. Um, But no, you're, I mean, you're so right. And I would correct you. It's not our fucked up hormones and metabolism. It's our fucked up diet culture and society that that really triggers this whole spiral that comes in with women's hormones and whatnot so there there so we should start (laughs) off by saying it's fixable it's it's a hundred percent fixable i mean we're gonna start (laughs) yes i think that the most important thing when it comes to women and our hormones and when it feels like as we get older things just slow down it's not necessarily that like we're getting older and we're broken and like we have to deal with all of these problems forever, but it's really that, you know, we can't get away with treating our body like trash anymore. And I know we we dug in really fast here, but I'm going to, I, I, I gotta jump in. I like, I feel broken. I, I, I am broken and, and I feel broken because for it doesn't for years i've been talking to medical professionals and saying like there's something wrong there's something wrong with my body it's not working right something's going on here and they just shrug and go you know what eat less exercise more fuck you it doesn't work yes 100% so because feel broken yes and i 100% validate that feeling because like how can you go listen to these medical professionals and they're telling you what to do and then it's not working. And then it makes you feel like you're the problem. Yeah. And I have been the problem. I'm the problem. Right. And in reality, like you're not, it's just that that is not actually the way to do it. Eat less and exercise more does not apply to every situation. That is like what to essentially, it's just like, that worked it's, in it's, my 20s. That worked exactly. really well in my 20s. That worked really well in my 30s. But it's, it's not a it's not a lifestyle. Well, and yes. here's so, here's a bigger question, because Fleece and I were sitting on the beach a couple weeks last week, 
And we were having this discussion about how when you do go to the doctor and you talk about hormones or like when shit starts getting weird, because I'm 42, so I'm not uh, I'm not quite on this crazy imbalance, but I feel stuff's getting weird. Um, they don't want to talk about it, right? Or it's just like they don't know what to do. Or it's like this unchartered territory where it's this big unknown for everybody. Or, hey, here, take this pill. That's going to fix it. And it's ne necessarily not. So tell us all the things that we need to know. Becca, <laughs> school us now. We need you. Okay. So, yes. Okay. So when it, again, when it comes to women and our hormones, a lot of things that we're taught and we're told growing up don't actually support women, like female physiology. So example, like the eat as eat less and exercise more aspect of it. Like living in that mindset is going to slow down your metabolism. And when your metabolism slows down, that is basically saying that your body is running on empty and you're kind of pushing yourself into this fight or flight state. And so when you're in this like constant go, go, go fight or flight state, um, and you're not prioritizing a healthy metabolism, you're not like working on your stress, you're not like, uh, making sure you're getting enough things like protein and nutrient dense carbs and all these things to, to have that healthy metabolism, your body's going to start to pull energy away from things like your hormones, like digestion, like energy, um, like the ability to keep yourself calm and less anxious all the time, like all of those aspects, it's an, it's an energy imbalance. And so as we get older, what's going to happen is just like Stacy said, like, you're not going to be able to get away with it. Like you did it when you're in your twenties, because it's not necessarily, I would argue that it's not necessarily age. It's more so time, the amount of time that you have spent treating your, like not supporting your hormones and your body and your metabolism that now your body has gotten really, really smart. And it's now starting to fight against those things. It's basically outsmarted you. You can't get away with it anymore. And it's not because it doesn't want you to thrive. It's because it's actually trying to protect you because eating less and exercising more is really stressful. And so when you're already in a stress state and your hormones are already struggling, doing those things is just going to make it worse. And that's why when you go to the doctor and you get that advice, it's really frustrating because you're like, I've already tried that. And it's gotten me here. And so my approach is like kind of the exact opposite where I'm going to make sure that you're eating enough, you're getting enough protein, you're increasing that metabolic rate so that your body can come out of that fight or flight state and actually have the nutrients and energy to prioritize your hormones. So one of the things that was described to me, and, and of course, stress is the big driver of cortisol and cortisol is the big driver of belly fat and this and that and like it's all fucked up uh, sorry it just is so stacy's on the ramp right now man I she am, is, I've been, I've this been is a great so, timely conversation it really is because i've been so deep in this for the last six months i i am a new empty nester and so decided it was really time to focus on me and what i figured out i'm focusing on me is i don't know shit about me so um <laughs> what what has been described to me is that my body really can't tell the difference between good stress and bad stress. Like it, you know, mm -hmm. it's stress is just one category and it all goes in there, whether it's the stress of like, Hey, I'm going to go run a 5k today, which by the way, I'm not. But if I was, that is, that can cause stress on my body, which my body just reads as stress, even though it might be good exercise stress, it's still stress. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah. 
Yes, yes. Um, again, there's good stressors and bad stressors, but all of it is stress. And so it like exercise is a good stressor, but when you're abusing that stressor and you're doing more than your body can recover from, then it ends up digging you deeper into the hole than it is actually benefiting you. And so that's why just like doing a bunch of cardio and running and all of that stuff that just gets your heart rate up that we think is good for us because we're sweating, we're working hard. It's actually just adding to the stress bucket instead of actually supporting that metabolism. Um, and so again, exercise is not a- like this place that we get to though, that we're like, women wait till they're absolutely out of their mind, raging, angry, or sick to like really start to go, Oh, oh okay. Like, Whoa, I got to mm-hmm. start looking inside here and figuring yeah, out. But, but you know what they, they, it's not that they wait. It's that they can't get answers from medical professionals who they know, love and trust and have known love and trusted their whole lives. And they think these are the doctors who went to the best medical schools. They would know. And they just go, eh, that's you're older. Like, that's that why like, we have Becca. I can eat three days <laughs> yeah, of so- air and gain weight, like air for 72 hours. It's so people like Becca Brown are now in our world and we need more of this. Well, yeah. So here's the problem with like, why it's so frustrating when you go to your doctor, if they are not taught how to do this from a nutrition lifestyle perspective, and they don't have the time to do that, right? They They want you in and out. The system is set up so that you come in, you tell them what's going on. They give you a prescription and you get out the door. There's no like actual fixing the solution. It's handing out a bunch of band-aids. Um, because that's how the system is set up. And yes, like, yes, they went to medical school and like, they have all these trainings and whatnot, but like the training and the system that's set up is not conducive to actually fix the problem. Which is frightening in today's modern medicine. It feels like, and this is part of the reason I burst into tears this morning. It feels like it's yet another moment where we as women and women older, uh, are just becoming invisible and not seen and not heard and not validated. And, mm-hmm. um, they, you know, is this not being studied? Is this not being spoken about because it just, they, they just, it, eh, I, I mean, it feels to me like they just don't care. So we're not going to, we're not going to spend money on studies for that. We're not going to focus on that. We're not going to look at women's hormones. You know what? They're just older. They can just deal with it. Like, no, Yeah, I know. I think it's, it is super frustrating. And it's one of those things where it's just like, it's, it's not super common for every medical professional you go to, to have this information because it's a little more nuanced that most medical professionals don't. And again, I can't speak for everyone, but they don't go back to school. They don't do a bunch. They don't do like the, um, what's it called? Like the continuing continuous education. Ed- yeah. yeah, continuous education stuff. And so there are studies and there are, there is data. Like we have the data. The like I think a lot of the medical fresh professionals that we're going to and whatnot just aren't versed in it. And again, even if they are, I don't know that in their practice they could even really do much about it because um it's not their job to be like, Hey, let's look at how much protein you're getting on a daily basis. Let's look like, are you actually eating enough carbs to support your metabolism? Um, they don't have the time or the resources to really like do that. That's not really their job. They're really looking for like extremes. Right. And so that's why when 
you get your blood work done and everything comes back quote unquote normal. It's like, well, it's not really normal. It's just not like detrimental. It's not like the complete opposite end of the spectrum where we need to like use medical intervention here. Um, but just because it's not like, it doesn't mean that it's optimal basically. It doesn't mean that it's coming back and like, it's just actually normal. And so I think that's where a lot of the frustration is with, I don't like, I wouldn't go to a doctor for this. No. <laughs> um, because had, again, you've had no place to turn until right now. And you don't right. even know, like you don't know what you don't know until you get there. And then you get exactly. frustrated because you are in the doctor's office and you're having those 10 minute chats. And then you're like, well, okay, I got to go see another doctor. And you know, now I don't have time and now it's starting to get expensive. And so I think some women just say, you know, screw it. I'll just deal with it. And like, this is where I'm at. Which, or they do the blood work and go, yeah, you're fine. You're, you're within range, whatever that means. Right. Right. Because again, and I also hate blood tests because blood tests are not the best way to actually test your hormones. Blood tests are basically like a snapshot in time. So it only shows you like a second of what's going on. And again, yes, those ranges they're using are so broad that you're not going to get a good representation of what's going on on top of the fact that like blood is just not the best way to test your hormones. So your blood levels could come back totally fine when you're still dealing with things that are clearly hormonal imbalances. And Dutch tests in your practice. Um, I can run a Dutch test. I prefer to run what's called an HTMA, a hair tissue mineral analysis, um, which is more diving into specific minerals and nutrients. And it, it just shows you how well, like your metabolism, your thyroid, like all of the systems that actually affect your hormones. So what a lot of people don't realize is that your hormones are not actually the problem. It's actually the systems, things like your liver, your gut, your thyroid. Those are the systems that are going to actually domino effect into what your hormones are able to work with basically. And so if those systems are struggling, if you're struggling with mineral imbalances and whatnot, like we don't really need to test your hormones first. That's something that I would do like later down the line, but just first focusing on what does like, again, what does your nutrition look like? What, like, where is your metabolism at? And just getting those like foundations down before we actually dive into like, what is your body doing with hormones? So yes, I can run a Dutch test, but it's not the first step I take. What is a Dutch test for those of us that don't know? Yeah. So it's a, it's a dried urine test. And basically it's, um, it's a better representation of what's going on with your hormones because it does show you like how your body is actually metabolizing your hormones. So it shows you like, is your body actually able to detox estrogen properly? And, um, where are your progesterone levels at and cortisol? And so it just gives you a better representation of what's going on. Um, and then going even further than that, again, I think that hair, and I've actually also seen some, some, um, tests that do like toenails, um, which sounds weird, but it's because the cells are, the cells are, um, uh, the cells of the hair and the nails are, give you, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it goes back for three months in time. So it gives you a longer representation of what's going on versus just that like snapshot in time that blood tests do. So it gives you a better representation of what's going on. So how much do these tests cost? Cause I'm sure you're ins- like most insurance isn't going to cover them, right? Yeah. Most insurance does not cover it. Um, of that's course, why I of like- course not. But if it was a penis, 
if it was a penis situation, it right. would absolutely it would be covered. covered. 100% yeah. covered. It'd be a requirement. Not even a copay on that shit. Yeah. Um, the Dutch test is a little more pricey. That's why I like to do a hair test because they're like $120. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so they're, they're not very expensive. And I think that gives you more like data to work with in terms of your hormones. Um, Dutch test can be a little more expensive. I think some, they're more along the lines of like between like 250 to like some practitioners charge like four or $500 for them. It just depends. So when do you um, pull the fire alarm and say, okay, it's time to go see somebody about things? Is it when you start getting weird periods, when you start getting moody, when you start sweating, when you start wanting to throw daggers at people? Like what, what's the, the cue that's like, Hey, I should probably start paying attention here. Yeah. I mean, a lot of my clients will come to me probably when they've already tried everything. So when they're already at the point where they're struggling, which is not normally the best time, but like, I would say when you start, if like basically what normal looks like is you should, your cycle should be between 28 to 32 ish days regularly. That should come every month. You should be ovulating. Um, you should like, you shouldn't have any like mood swings or gut issues. Your energy should be like pretty good and sustainable throughout the day. You should be sleeping through the night, not waking up multiple times to go to the bathroom. Um, you should wake up feeling rested. You should like your tolerance to stress should be pretty resilient. Like you should be able to handle things at work without like snapping and like raging at your partner or like you know, you should basically be more resilient. Um, and so when a lot of these things come up, it starts to feel like, you know, full body breakdown. And that's when most women do end up coming to me when they're having really painful periods, like their digestion's off. They just don't feel like themselves. They feel like, you know, half the month, they're just a different person. Um, just a real big so bitch. I can, adjust. it starts to spiral basically. Hey there, like, hey there, who's this girl? <laughs> yeah. She's in there. I see. Like her. if you ever, yeah. If you hear, ever hear your partner or even like, I don't know, basically any male say like, oh, she's probably about to get her period or she's yeah. on her period. Yeah. She like is. <laughs> uh-huh. those are the things that like usually come up and we just blame it on our hormones when in reality it's, it's not normal. Mm-hmm. And you say the most common cause for this are, is mineral and nutrient imbalances. So environmental, self-inflicted, combination of both. What, like what, where, where are we imbalanced as, as a, as a people? Yeah. I mean, I think it invite, obviously there are a lot of like external factors that do come into play. Like, you know, the types of makeup you use and shampoo and, you know, all of those things, they, they do impact like what goes on on the inside with our hormones and stuff. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where it's like with like minerals and nutrients, we want to make sure that our body again has more of that resilience to combat some of these things that we can't control. Right. Because you can't control, like, I know when I go to my gym, there's like cleaning all of the time and using cleaning products And it's like, I can't, you know, I can't do anything about that. And so it's not about just like avoiding everything, but it's like, okay, maybe just like replace your at home personal cleaning products with like a cleaner brand or like look into like when your makeup's out, like swap in a cleaner brand. 
um, and just kind of swapping things as they run out, I think is like the easiest way to go about it. Because again, if you are listening to this, and you're like, oh my gosh, I need to like change my whole life. It's like, that's very stressful also. <laughs> so it's not necessarily about like uprooting your whole life, but like, okay, where can I make slow and steady changes as like things run out or just like, as you're, you know, going to the grocery store and maybe you're going to buy like, um, I don't know, organic or over non-organic if you can. Um, but, but just like, like making, making slow, those, these slow changes yeah. you know, as you move forward in life can pay dividends, you know, you know, it's not like throw it all out at once. I think I definitely hear what you're saying. And I think many of us are kind of moving in that direction as we hear more like, oh yeah, this is not good for my skin or me mm-hmm. or my hair or my body. Or we just had a gal we interviewed talking about our nail polish. You know, you don't think yeah. about it, but like your nail polish can be a total toxin for your body. Oh yeah. Like if you ever, like ever feel like every time I go into a nail salon, it's just like a huge whiff. I mean, they've oh, been wearing masks before COVID. I mean, they they knew right, like they did. do that for a reason. <laughs> but here's something that's interesting. I remember when my mom was going through her her times, and she um was just out of her mind, right? And she'll talk about it freely because it was not a pleasant time for the family. But she went in and did like the compound hormone thing, and I don't really know if everyone kind of is that still a thing? Is that still what people are doing? Is that a good thing? Yeah, um, I do think there's a time and place for using um, what are referred to as like bioidentical hormones. Um, It's more so I think that, and again, the science part of it a little bit is most women as they age, they stop producing as much progesterone and progesterone is like our calming, relaxing, anti-anxiety, anti-aging hormone, right? And so it's kind of like as we get older and that progesterone is not as optimal as it used to be. We're either not ovulating. You can only produce progesterone if you're ovulating basically, and you're ovulating well. So if you're not ovulating regularly anymore, or you're kind of, you know, getting to that age where you're hitting your forties or your fifties or whatnot, and you're seeing some of these symptoms come up, using some bioidentical progesterone can be very helpful. It, it does take a lot of the symptoms away But again, it's one of those things where progesterone is very, it is a hormone. So you have to have the resources to back up adding in that hormone. So if you just add in progesterone and you're not ready for it and your metabolism is shot, like you're running on cortisol, it's not going to feel very good in like adding in that extra hormone. So it's like, yes, you can use bioidentical hormones, but you want to make sure your body's in a good place to actually be able to utilize them properly. Otherwise it's just going to create more stress. God, we've just been dealt us women such a bad deck. I know. I know. <laughs> it's just um, a bunch of shit. Let's, let's talk about your feeling on things like low carb, no carb, keto. Mm-hmm. How do you, um, how do you feel about those? I hate them. They're <laughs> awful. They're so awful. And this is my thing with, with the low carb situation is like, it gets people results initially. So that like, it, it makes people lose weight, right? That's what everyone wants. They're like, I want to lose weight. And if I cut out carbs, if you cut out any macronutrient, you're automatically going to be eating less is what people don't realize. And so it's really not that you're like, you're cutting out carbs, which is going to, again, make you drop some water weight. Initially, you're going to, you're going to lose some weight. 
but at what cost? Because what people don't realize is that carbs are essential. There, there's a reason that our body, if we don't, if we don't actually eat carbs, it will make carbohydrates. It'll make glucose on its own. That's how essential it is. And when it has to do that process of making its own glucose, making its own sugar, what it does is it breaks down your muscle tissue, turns that into glucose and uses that for energy. And so that comes at a cost. Um, I think that like just cutting carbs to lose weight is just like really the quick fix. And yes, it'll get you some results, but it's, it's really damaging your health and your hormones. Um, we need carbohydrates, especially as women, like we need enough carbs, we need enough protein. Um, and going low carb and keto, it, it really just like I, I've done it. So I can tell you that it like when I was on low carb and keto, my hormones were at their worst, I didn't even have a period, my gut issues were terrible, like I had zero energy, my hair was falling out, like, but I lost weight. So it was like, but now you have all these people doing the Ozempic and all these, whatever, these crazy drugs, people are always looking for a quick fix. I am going to be, I mean, I'm not gonna be surprised, but I'm very interested mm -hmm. in seeing what it's going to be doing to people, people's systems and their hormones, because it can't be good for you. No. Yeah. I mean, again, like I think manipulating drugs like that, um, to lose weight is not the answer. Yes, I mean, there's it will no make you silver bullet here, friends. There's it's no. lifestyle. That's what it is. Yeah, and it's ultimately like again making sure that you are supporting your body instead of always trying to find the next thing to fight against it. It's like why are why are you turning to drugs? Like if you have to go to that measure, there's clearly a missing piece. Like it's just like I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand, I get it. I, I get what's going on in their mindset. They're like, I will do whatever it takes to lose weight, to look this certain way because of what society portrays as healthy on the outside. When reality, a lot of these people that, you know, we look up to and we see on social media, um, it's like, we see, we see what's going on in the outside and we're like, we want to look like them. And they're like, okay, this is what I eat in a day. And this is what I do for my workouts and whatnot. But in reality, like, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's healthy. No, my trainer calls it fat skinny. So she'll be like, she's just fat skinny where, you know, somebody over there is doing that or, or taking this or not eating. And, you know, they're not strong. They're not healthy. They're not doing their body any good. And I do think our society is so fucked up when it comes mm -hmm. to it, the diet situation, because we're being told constantly how we're supposed to look. But in reality, as we find as we age, it's not attainable. You know, and it's mm -hmm. not even realistic and it's not healthy. Yeah. I yeah. want to touch on what you offer on your website because it, I, I love that you have kind of levels of things here. So um, first off, you have one-on-one -on -one coaching, which um, I am a big proponent of when you get to the point where you're dealing with things as, as important as nutrition and mm -hmm. figuring out how to get that balance back in your body. Because honestly, like I'm a business major. I have no idea. And we, we all need to stop referring to Dr. Google to fix things because then yes. it's can't, we can't fix it with Google people. So mm -hmm. um, I'm a big proponent of hiring experts like yourself. And there's so few of you in this world. So um, you do offer that. You do also have a self-paced course that mm -hmm. someone can also sign up for and take. And then additionally, you've got, um, you've got some free guides, in particular, one about how to increase um, female metabolism, which 
who doesn't want that? Yeah. Um, yes, I do. I, my goal with like what I offer was to be able to give everyone something, right? Like obviously one-on-one coaching would be the best for every single person because yes, you do get that like individual support as to like, okay, what's going on with your specific body right now. Um, let's break down where you're at. We can look at what's currently happening in terms of like what you're currently doing and then start to make those small and steady changes that are realistic and are sustainable and you, and actually make you feel better and work towards that bigger picture of yes, like having pain-free periods and like easy digestion and being able to maintain a healthy weight and whatnot. Um, because it, it is very individualized, but you don't have to do one-on-one coaching to get results. Like I do, I put everything that I do with my one-on-one clients initially in a self-paced mini course. So you can go through it on your own. Um, and then, yeah, I have like a free guide to just give you some, some tips, some things to like start implementing that are going to help move the needle. Well, I just love that you meet people where they are, no matter kind of where they Mm -hmm. are. And, um, I think anything that can get us pointed in the right direction on this, if even a baby step is, um, is paramount. Dude, I'm just excited mm-hmm. to have the conversation because I feel like we're not having the conversation until we're like banging our head up against the wall. And like, you're here providing services. So women don't have to get to that place where they feel like Stacy felt this morning when she was in tears, right? So yeah. kudos to you. Becca B. Brown is where we can find you on Instagram. What is your website? It's um, it's nourishedwithbecca.com slash kajabi. Um, and then I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to take the Kajabi part off, but I think you can just look up nourished with Becca. That's like my website handle. Yes. I will put it in our show notes. I'm just honored to be able to share space with you both today and share this totally important concept because it's something we all think about. And when I get that little crazy woman inside every month, I see Mm -hmm. her creeping in. I know that it's time that my hormones are starting to shift around. And so I'm sure many of us gals are in the same boat. So Becca, thank you for sharing your your dream of helping make the world a better place for women and our hormones. We are grateful. Everybody else.